Ghosts, specters, whatever you want to call them, they've been around for thousands of years. Apparently she died from a tooth infection in one of the upstairs rooms in the house. As at the locations they haunt. History of a Haunting podcast tells you all about these famous, infamous, and almost famous locations. And why they became terrifying places to visit. Grab a glass of wine and settle in with your hosts, Archie. I mean, that was definitely the wrong thing to do. And Carrie. Nobody asked for it, Carrie. Nobody fucking asked for it. But hey, my podcast, and I'll say what I fucking want. (laughs) Two people just winging it in life and this podcast. So enjoy this week's episode of History of a Haunting. I need some chapstick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to stay moist. Wow. What a way to start the show. All right. Welcome to History of a Haunting. I'm your host, Carrie. I'm your host, Archie. And I'm your host, Laura. I'm your moist host, Laura. Host, Laura. Listen, I need chapstick. It's a thing. <laughs> oh my god i don't know where well, we go from here we're uh, off to the uh, apparently is the only way to go from here <laughs> um yeah welcome to a new episode i am very excited about this one i know archie has never heard of it we'll see if laura has heard of it uh i don't have any evps to go over do you kids i've got nothing Laura, do you want to tell us what kind of chapstick you use so we can judge you or praise you? I do have some really nice Burt's Bees moisturizing lip balm. No, it's got to be chapstick brand chapstick or it doesn't count. Mm, chapstick brand chapstick is crap. Yeah, Burt's Bees is the bomb. Mm, yeah, serious. You're okay. way... Listen, just because you're from the 1900s doesn't mean that you have to use stuff from the 1900s. <laughs> Isn't Birds of Bees from the 1900s, too? Listen, I don't know. He looks like he's about a million, but... (laughs) (laughs) Birds looking kind of fucking old. He might be from the 1800s. (laughs) Right, but it's fine. Mm. Mm -hmm. The bees are new. The bees are new. The bees are new. Bees very long, so the bees are always new. (laughs) Exactly. Aw, poor bees. Um, now we've lost all the listeners, right? So, really, I mean, who cares where we go from here? <laughs> um, okay, so Arch, uh, do you want to take it away? Well, I if I can tell you where we're going. <laughs> well, you're gonna have to hold on because I have last week's notes up. So hang on, <laughs> I'm gonna be. <laughs> This episode's going to get really confusing really fast. Right. Ground workers and visitors will all agree (laughs) that ghosts are not malevolent at the Piddick Mansion, but Henry and Georgiana (laughs) do haunt. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Hold on, wait. Oh, here we go. Okay. I'm caught up. You may begin. (laughs) Hey, God, I I hope we're going to the same place. So here we go. Uh oh. (laughs) We are headed to Thornwood Castle. Bingo! All right, that Lakewood, those words. Lakewood, Washington, United States. All of my information I got from thornwoodcastle.com. That's it? That's it. It was really great, and I had to par it down a lot. 
You did. Yeah, it was really great. I got some of mine from there too. Laura, do you have you heard of Thornwood? I have not. Um, Our live studio audience is is with us, but not with us. Um, As everybody knows, we are in an extended stay hotel and I'm sharing a room with my mother and she's watching her iPad. Very highly amused by what she's watching. Yes. Um, She's she's on the TikTok. She's on the TikTok. (laughs) Probably watching something to do with Donnie Wahlberg because she's obsessed with him on Blue Bloods. Anywho, Laura, Thornwood Castle, have you heard of it? I have not. Mm. Okay, great. Yay. All right. Okay. Shall we go? We go. All right. Thornwood Castle has stood for over 100 years, nestled among old growth fir trees on four acres at American Lake in Washington State. This English Tudor slash Gothic mansion is one of the few genuine private castles in the United States and the only one on the West Coast. Chester Thorne, the founder of Thornwood Castle, was a significant figure in the history of the Pacific Northwest. He was born in New York City to Edwin and Charlotte Thorne. After graduating from Yale and working for the Missouri Pacific Railway, he made his way to Tacoma in 1890 and became one of the leading figures in the local industry and community even co-founding the Port of Tacoma. He was also known for his genial nature, deliberate mind, and indomitable spirit. Thorne spent his life as a civic leader and encouraged the development of the Pacific Northwest region. With this industrious nature, it's not surprising that he decided to build his own castle right in the heart of the area to which he had devoted his life and career. His fascination with the grandeur of, quote, the old English estate led him to create his dream house in the Tudor Gothic style. With the help of Anna, his wife, and architect Kirtland Kelsey Cutter, Chester made this dream a reality in this once-in-a-lifetime estate. The creation of Thornwood was truly a labor of love. In 1907, Mr. Thorne purchased a 400-year-old Elizabethan manor in England and had it dismantled and shipped piece by piece to be included in the main house. That's the money I want. Right? Right? That's crazy shit. That's like how they moved the London Bridge to, like, have a suit. uh What Mm -hmm. the hell? I would, though, I would have had maybe Hampton Court shipped brick by brick (laughs) (laughs) like if i'm gonna choose i mean if you're gonna do a castle (laughs) (laughs) go big or go home right essentially (laughs) the uh the architect kirtland kelsey cutter oversaw this most interesting tudor gothic project thornwood castle is constructed with concrete and steel on a solid three foot thick foundation Exterior walls are brick and concrete with steel reinforcement. The floors are 10 inches of concrete. Construction took three years to complete from 1908 to 1911 with many of the materials, including the front door, oak paneling and oak staircase coming from the original castle in England. The red brick facing on the outside of the estate was imported from Wales. Three ships were commissioned to transport these building supplies around Cape Horn to the Pacific Northwest. That's pretty intense. It's pretty impressive. 
It sounds like it's so thick. It's kind of like where do you want to be at the apocalypse? You know what I mean? Right. Like when, when the big one happens in the Pacific Right? Northwest. Like that's, it's pretty intense. When the yeah, ring of fire goes apeshit, Thornwood right. Castle yeah. is where you want to be. Yeah, that's where you want to be. Also, because the castle offers over 27,000 square feet of living space, graciously arranged under one tile roof and boasts 54 rooms, including 22 bedrooms and 22 baths. A priceless collection of rare artworks, hand-painted onto glass and surrounded by panes of crystal, are mounted in windows throughout the estate. So basically, it looks just like my apartment. Okay, good. Go on. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Created between the 15th and 17th centuries, they were previously owned by an English duke who spent 40 years collecting the shards and panels of lost art. Just like Laura's apartment. Oh, man. Right? Except hers isn't made of Welsh brick, but whatever. (laughs) You don't Who told you? Posers. (laughs) Poser. Chester and Anna had been married for just over 20 years when construction of Thornwood began. Positioned on the shores of American Lake and with prime views of Mount Rainier, Chester Thorn picked an ideal Pacific Northwest landscape to locate this standing legacy. The Olmsted firm, led by stepbrothers John Charles Olmsted and Frederick Frederick Law Olmsted Jr., designed many of Seattle's original parks 100 years ago. Their I think I like the name Fredlick better. <laughs> Fredlick. <laughs> I was like, eee. Um, me too. Okay, go on. Because we're like way more fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're 12. Their father was well known for designing Central Park and Prospect Park in New York City. This Ooh, comes cool. to the fact that they designed the walled garden on the estate which is entered through a lovely 100-year-old wooden gate and a walkway bordered with flowers and shrubs that encircles the sunken garden. Steps in the front and back of the garden lead down into the sunken area. The central focus of the sunken garden is the tranquil fountain surrounded by a lush lawn. Many pieces of Thornwood statuary are found in this garden. The Olmsteads planted wisteria, purple clematis, climbing hydrangea, and pillar roses in this formal English garden. Have you seen pictures of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. stunning to the point where I'm like, I wonder if I could make my backyard a sunken garden. No. <laughs> oh, my mom. No. <laughs> Pipe down. I think you're going to be lucky if you get a fire pit at this point. I mean, at this point. <laughs> In 1926, the House Beautiful named the gardens one of the five most beautiful in America. It was also named the most beautiful garden in America by the Garden Club of America in 1930. The Sunken Garden has also been featured in a Smithsonian Heritage exhibit. Oh, wow. That's hella impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Thorns lived at Thornwood with their daughter, Anita. The Thorn Estate was attended by 40 servants and 28 gardeners. When Anita married... That's, I mean, half of what I'm going to have at my house, but sure. (laughs) When Anita married and had children, they continued to reside at Thornwood for many years. The Thorns had been married 41 years and had three grandchildren when Chester died of illness at Thornwood on Sunday, October 16th, 1927. I'm sorry, can you, how many grandchildren? You sort of cut out. I'm sorry, they had three grandchildren. 
Okay, you did say three. I was like, was it three or was it 23? Was it 33? It was 300 grandchildren. Wow. That's a lot of That's grandchildren. Amazing. From their one daughter. <laughs> Bless <laughs> your <was> heart. <laughs> so busy. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have TV back then. It was the 1900s. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> His wife. <laughs> His wife, Anna, died peacefully in 1954, 27 years later. The current owners have lovingly restored the castle to its current state, and it is now an official historical site. Thornwood offers overnight rooms, vacation rentals, and a venue for special events, weddings, and corporate retreats. Thornwood has also been used as a location for several films and photo shoots, most famously, Thornwood Castle starred as the Haunted Mansion in Stephen King's ABC television miniseries, Rose Red. Yes, it did! That's why I picked it! <laughs> <laughs> the Diary of Ellen Rimbauer, based on the book of the same name by Ridley Pearson, is the prequel to Rose Red and was also filmed in large part at Thornwood Castle. Have either More... of you seen Rose Red? Yes. You have? Yes, I have. <gasps> I haven't. You know, I don't watch a lot of TV. <laughs> I just don't have time. Well, I, I have a seven-year-old. Like, when he finally falls asleep, I'm like, I have, like I'm going to bed at the same time. Or it came out in 2000. Okay. Well, I was probably drunk. It was on. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't watch a lot of TV when I'm drunk. Right? Um, I had things to do. <laughs> you have cakes to bake you right. have cakes to bake exactly. right yeah now i bake cakes um, i used to be fun <laughs> and now, now i'm up not watching tv baking cakes that's right oh my god save it for the new podcast <laughs> um that really isn't a stupid your god your this is 40 picture is a lot different than mine <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, Archie, I'm Mine's surprised that you have heard. <laughs> <laughs> My, nobody's is, honey. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised, Archie, that you've actually seen Rose Red. Well, you know, I try to expand <laughs> into horror. When did you, horror when did you see it? When, it? when it originally aired. When it came out? Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's amazing, and I'm now I'm even more excited for this episode because Archie has actually seen a Stephen King <laughs> location that I've picked. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, this is <laughs> this is not a bingo square. Archie, Archie has, has actually seen, seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, sorry, Archie, go on. Really, I only have the last little bit. I'm like, she's brimming with pride over here, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't and wait then, to wear on YouTube and everybody can see my face. <laughs> <laughs> there was a bumper sticker made for Archie had seen it. It would be on her fucking car right now. <laughs> a thousand percent. And I don't put stickers on my car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, really, the only final thing I have is more recently an exterior shot of Thornwood Castle may be seen in the Oscar-winning Daniel Day-Lewis film, There Will Be Blood, which I haven't seen. <laughs> I haven't seen that either, but also there's something about Daniel Day-Lewis that bugs me, so I don't, he's like Cameron Diaz, I don't watch any of his stuff. 
Oh my God, he's amazing. You don't like Cameron Wrong. Diaz? I can't stand Cameron Diaz. I will not watch her stuff. Her and Will Ferrell, I won't do it. They annoy mm. me. Will Ferrell's funny sometimes. Some of it's a little over the top, but like Anchorman and some of the stuff like Step Brothers, like hilarious. No. Funny or Die? Nothing? Um, Megan Cameron Mind. Diaz, I like. And then, I mean, Literally, you know, Megan like, Mind is er- the only her movie because it's not his face. It's not his face. <laughs> Just his Spider. That was the funniest line. I was like, I love it. But no, I can't send Will Ferrell and I don't Cameron Diaz, no. I don't there's something about her that's annoying. She probably oh. reminds me of a girl I went to junior high with that I hated. Um but yeah, no. Probably. <laughs> so all of them, but go on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel D. Lewis, I don't know. He's a great actor. I guess I don't I, he doesn't bother me as bad as they do, but I just have never been. <laughs> Based on the list. <laughs> uh, really, those are the two, Cameron Diaz and, and Will Ferrell. Jennifer was heartbroken when I told her I, I had never seen Elf. And she's like, because of Will Ferrell. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, I swear you're going to love it. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I watched Elf and I do, I do like Elf. I don't love it. I won't watch it every year like she does. But it's... Have you seen <laughs> like I'm always, like now I'm just gonna be like you have to watch this shit. Mm-hmm. You have to. And I love John C. Riley, which is why it's like right. Oh, it's like yeah. so good. Yeah, it, and I, like it's I stupid, but it's so funny. I'm probably gonna get a ration of shit from our listeners. Oh my god, we are good. Yeah, the the shit that you're about to get in your inbox is gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless I cut all this out, which I edit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I might. She's going to fill it in with, I love Will Ferrell. I watch Elf every year. <laughs> <laughs> I love it more than Jennifer. Really, really <laughs> abrupt breaks. Yeah, that would be fucking hilarious. Anchorman is the best movie ever. <laughs> God. All right. Well, they tell me all of the wonderful sides of Will Ferrell. I notice how you guys aren't defending Cameron Diaz so vehemently. I was waiting to get a word in edgewise. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, go. Okay. We're waiting. In Charlie's Angels. She is absolutely adorable. No, I hate that part where she's wearing the boys' underwear and dancing. I think that's stupid. Seriously? I hate that. Oh, I thought it was cute. (laughs) I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I love but, Drew Barrymore. I'm not even into that, and I thought. I'm a Lucy Liu, by the way. I do love yeah. her, and I love Drew this Barrymore. Always a vision. I mean, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> I have loved Drew Barrymore since. If you say ET, it just makes you creepy. But go on. <laughs> <That's> Firestarter. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys are BFFs. <laughs> Firestarter. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Creepy in a different way. I get it. But, <laughs> yeah. So Drew Barrymore, I love her. Um, Lucy Liu, I love her. Mm, me too. Cameron Diaz. <laughs> I I can't. I just think she's great. Yeah. I just think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like she's not in the best movies of all time, but she's like her beauty timing is pretty good. And oh yeah, you know, like her personal story seems like. On point, and she seems pretty, like a very smart. I, I totally like, supported cool her when she actress retired. And stuff. Yeah, like she seems like she's. <laughs> oh, 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 oh man! <laughs> I thought that was wonderful when she retired. <laughs> You're terrible. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I, it's a thing I have. It's just those two. And I didn't realize Daniel Day-Lewis was kind of there. <laughs> On the list. Eh? Until, yeah. Mm. Well, well. Taste isn't for everybody. It... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Margaret, um, I'm going to call you. I'm looking for a couple <laughs> new hosts. <laughs> You and Paul are my new hosts. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Agreed with her. You laughed at her jokes. <laughs> the fuck, man? It's you and me against the world, Archie. <laughs> What's become of us? I don't know. <laughs> All right, we're going to go see a therapist. And um, while we do that, you guys listen to this amazing promo from one of our dearest podcast buddies, Reverie True Crime. We will be right back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Paige, and I'm the host of Reverie True Crime. Reverie means to daydream, but even daydreams can turn into nightmares. Join me as I tell you haunting and horrific reveries about missing people and senseless murders. I also interview survivors and people seeking justice for themselves or a loved one. New episodes come out every Monday morning, and sometimes you'll get bonus episodes on Thursdays. Wherever you're listening to this current podcast right now, you can find Reverie True Crime. Okay, all right. Um, Archie, I know how much you love... Uh, Reverie True Crime's voice. Oh my God. Yes. Paige is heaven, yeah. Paige is, is heaven. Um, she's got that real melodic, like smooth, like maple syrup southern accent. Mm. He loves to listen to her. <laughs> he loves to listen to her. Yeah. She gives me goosebumps. And he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> like that's well, magic. Mm. That's magic. Um okay, so uh, of course I have 900 sources. So I got <laughs> Or she's like, and I got mine from Thornwood Castle, and I'm like, and? I got the one. I like their story. Yeah, and I'm like, that. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Um, meanwhile, I got mine. Thornwood Castle, Wikipedia, donate five dollars. Uh, Atlas Obscura, Occult World, Weird US, Fright Find, Haunted Honeymoon, and Northwestern Ghost and Hauntings Blogspot.com. <laughs> oh, that's that was not so bad. Weird. Thank you. Not, yeah, not that's bad. not bad. Yeah, that's um, not bad. Yeah, Northwestern Ghosts and Hauntings. Blogspot.com was a very long one. I was like, oh, really? This is really. Oh, I guess. <laughs> but it was a really fascinating uh, read, and so I'm like, do I even want to use it? Because I was, it was like 11 o'clock last night. I'm so tired finishing my notes. And I'm like, do I even want to use this one? And I'm reading. I'm like, yeah, I do. All right, I'll type it all out. <laughs> But thank you, Northwestern Ghosts and Hauntings. Blogspot.com. It was fascinating, and I really enjoyed it. So, as I do, I'm going to start my part out with a quote. Laura, Laura has to yell at her child. Yeah. Oh, Zane no. is asking what life was like milking cows and churning butter in the 1900s. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mom, how was it in the covered wagons? Um, <laughs> was it dark and scary in there? Right. 
Did your what was the Oregon Trail? Out? Tell me. Yeah. What was dysentery <laughs> like? <laughs> right. <laughs> How did you make it? Um, no, he wanted his phone because he just finally finished his homework. So he wanted his phone to play games. So. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Yeah, you know. So I should get him the Oregon Trail so he knows what the 70s was like. I just want him to, I just want to fill him in. Okay. So as always, I love to start my part out with a quote that I think is either a fascinating about the location we're covering or it, it lends to the topic that we're discussing. So this is actually a quote um, of a line from Rose Red. So it reads, houses are alive. This is something we know. News from our nerve endings. If we're quiet, if we listen, we can hear houses breathe. Sometimes in the depth of the night, you can even hear them groan. It's as if they were having bad dreams. A good house cradles and comforts. A bad one fills us with instinctive unease. Bad houses hate our warmth and our humanness. That blind hate of our humanity is what we mean when we use the word haunted. So, which category does Thornhill fall into? Let's talk about the house that love built. So, Archie, you had mentioned that Chester and his wife, Anna, they had the home built. They shared, what, 41 amazing years in the home? Yes, ma'am. Completely opposite of Henry and Georgiana Pittock, Pittock Smith. I'm still going with that because so far, and granted, that episode just was released a couple of days ago, so nobody has really corrected us on the right pronunciation. Yeah, um, Aaron on that. Where is Aaron on that? So apparently, over the years, some of the staff at the castle has actually claimed to see a man dressed in turn of the century riding attire, walking around the lawn. So I guess Chester Thornwood actually liked to ride, and many. Um, who have actually seen his apparition, um, they do act, they be, or seen this apparition rather, they do believe that it is the ghost of Chester Thornwood himself. Um, he has also been seen inside the mansion on occasion wearing the same riding outfit. So his wife, Anna, she has also been reported as being seen in the castle. She has mostly been seen standing in the window um, of what used to be her old bedroom. Guess of, because again, back then, I guess they had separate bedrooms, like the Queen and Prince Philip. I'm not really sure why they have. Can we, can we go back to that? Because <laughs> I might stop being single if, if married people can have separate bedrooms. <laughs> I mean, she does, like, there's actually in this place, and I don't know, Arch, if you had looked at it, but there is Anna's bedroom that you can rent. Oh, as a guest. Cool. So I'm guessing they probably did have their own separate bedrooms. When, when was it built again? I'm sorry. Oh, you know, no, I always ask Archie to reference back his notes and he's like, <laughs> shut him. And he's like listening to me. And I'm like, sorry, could you pull that back up? 1907 is when Mr. Thorne purchased the manor in England. So I'm assuming that's when it was started. It was... Mm, uh, construction maybe. took three years to complete from 1908 to 1911. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know if that was, like, for the wealthy. Did they... I mean, I know Lucy and Ricky, Ricardo, they shared separate beds, but they were in the same room, so I don't know how that... Mm. It's just, like, <laughs> where 
just like Bert and Ernie. <laughs> is just like Bert and, and Laverne and Shirley. I mean, I'm just, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying. Okay. Oh, oh my God, the homosexual. I mean, we can go to Three's Company too, but you know. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not keeping track or anything. <laughs> and I wasn't as a small child. I mean, just, <laughs> either way back in the 1900s. Yeah, and um, I wasn't. I wasn't saying when Lisa Bonet went to college. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> and ruin the show but it's it's fine it's yeah. fine <laughs> anyway this couple had their own bedrooms apparently um so she has mostly been seen standing in the windows of what used to be her old bedroom so the mansion is now a hotel where you can stay um it's like a um i'm pretty sure that the ghost of lisa bonet is now trying to kill you <laughs> She's like, that's my man, bitch. Me and every other fucking heterosexual woman on the planet. And a lot of the homosexual men. Yep, hand raised. <laughs> yep, and, yeah, and Archie. I don't know. What is happening over in your world? Uh, it sounded like there was a bobcat tracked for a second. <laughs> I think it was, they do a lot of... Or it was your mom. I mean, it's like kind of a topic. Was it? I don't know. My word or... Is there a bobcat in your kitchen? No, she's watching TV. That was a car or something out in the parking lot. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. We're not staying at the fucking Hyatt, you guys, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so going with bobcat. <laughs> Extended stay America, for Christ's sake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where was I? Ah, yes. So it's a bed and breakfast. Um, and guests of the hotel or bed and breakfast, whatever you want to call it, have been walking in the gardens and have actually seen the figure of a woman in period clothing peering out of the windows of those very bed of that very bedroom. Um, so the spirits of Chester and Anna have shown themselves during a major restoration project at the castle. So it seems that either one of them were Fussing over the lighting and the glassware choices made by the current castle's owners, which again, Arch, we've talked about so many hotels. And if you change anything, somebody's there to put it back the way they had had it. Um, so techie people abound. I mean, really. I, well, I mean, the part, <laughs> like, the wouldn't you be pissed of- if somebody was gaming and started tacking up the fucking shit? The pride of yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Um, it seems that in the evening, Chester would break light bulbs and glassware as if to say he did not like them, which I kind of feel like Archie would do. No, this is not, I didn't choose this, I or does, like it. but or does allegedly. I haven't been convicted of anything. <laughs> I wasn't there. Nobody saw me do it. You can't Nobody saw anything. me do anything. It's only on the TikTok. No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the TikTok of which I have just one of those like 900 digit numbers and then user. That's right. Post his crimes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Follow Archie on the TikTok. His number is 0110111101. User. Don't say it out loud. That reboots the universe. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> We're all going to be caught in the matrix now. <laughs> I skipped an 011. <laughs> I, I missed that middle part. Um, 
After the change was made, apparently, to the light bulbs and the glassware, this, this disruptive behavior stopped. So there are occasions when glass can be heard breaking, but no evidence is actually ever found that there was any physical damage done. Um, perhaps, That's you know. more likely to be me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got to clean this shit up. Right? right. Facilities <laughs> manager. I'm going to make the noise, but I'm not going to make the mess. But <laughs> exactly, like you're gonna know. Yes, <laughs> like Chester and Anna, uh, Archie is letting everybody know who's in charge. <laughs> so I guess so. There have been actually five owners of Thornwood Castle since Chester and Anna, um, and one of the previous owners' children. They actually drowned in the small lake that's like right by it or on the property because it. They're on a like. Are they on Lake Washington, Arch? They're on Lake Washington. They're on what was it? What did I say? Five acres. Yes. Okay. So that's not a small lake. So it must have been like a lake, like on the property, because oh, Lake like, on a small huge. lake. I'm like, that's not a small lake. Lake um, Washington's big. Okay, no, not they huge. were huge. It's not a great lake, but it's they're on quite four large. acres at American Lake. Mm. Oh, okay. So maybe it's small compared to Lake Washington. But anyway, this previous owner's child drowned in the lake. And guests have actually reported seeing a small child down by the lake alone and like without a parent or a guardian. When they arrive to the lake, obviously they like rush down there. The child is nowhere to be found. So this is a common occurrence of this phantom child like by themselves. No business being at the edge of the lake, <laughs> which would scare oh, that's me. Sad. That's really that's sad. sad. I mean, that's what my part is. I bring it down. Good job. <laughs> and you're doing it well. Thank you. Uh, I just know, like, anywhere I get, like, anytime I go places with Zane, and just, like, he's a rambunctious seven-year-old, like, no. I won't have my hand. No, you've never met him. He, you don't even know. Um, like, we went to the Cliffs of Mower in Ireland, and I'm, like, and they have fences and stuff, but I still... Had like my hand on his hood pretty much the entire time because <laughs> I know if I'm not looking at him or have my hand on him for like 10 seconds, he's going to be like, what's over there? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Oh. How far down does this go? Yeah, that was Archie. Like, so like my fear all the time because he yeah, just doesn't yeah, have yeah. that, like he has no fear of anything. He's that was Archie running. when we were little. Yeah. Yeah. Say, well, Carrie, do we tell Laura about leashes for children? You can tell, yes. I was a child on a leash. <laughs> yeah. And he needed to be because he was always darting off places. Yep. Yeah. He needed yeah. to be. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't love him, um, but I, I understand. I understand. Well, we he never really wandered that. off from me, but um, Archie, yeah. Archie would, he would dart off just because he was yeah. just like, Hey, what's that? Hey, what's that squirrel? You know, I gotta see it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Sam was like, okay, he still you. does that, and I it still is. have Archie on a leash, but now that's <laughs> fine. Now he likes but it, but he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I had one of those little backpack things with like a little leash on it. We went to Costa Rica mm-hmm. that when there was like I don't know crocodiles. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna just wrap you up real close, or like clips. So. Yeah, they are for those crocodiles or cliffs. All right. I think, you know, for those kind of situations, it's totally prudent. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. and also the airport, because seriously, like oh. in two seconds, they'll be gone in a crowd. Like, 
and human traffic to Costa Rica, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Costa Rica's nice. (laughs) Well, I kind of want to get human traffic to Costa Rica. Where did I sign up for that shit? That was a Jeopardy question. I got. <laughs> Can I please? Like I surf like shit, but take me. <laughs> oh my god! You know every city has a CD under a belly, right? <laughs> Supposedly. Oh boy! I've lived in two of them. <laughs> Anyhow, you are the CD underbelly. <laughs> this was not a CD underbelly. This was. People rich enough to have a fucking castle dismantled and ship burned by Basically by their own lake, yeah. Yeah, right. with 65 staff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they could afford enough concrete for a 10-foot foundation. I was like, my foundation's only like five inches. It's not even... <laughs> uh, maybe I should contact the builder and have my foundation reinforced. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so I guess I'd be like, that's not the code. Right. right. (laughs) Jesus. Um, so I guess in 1995, new owners turned the mansion into a bed and breakfast and began restoring it. And then in 2000, um, the owners following them, Wayne and Deanna Robinson bought Thornwood. Deanna has actually spoken on a number of occasions to various um, magazines, articles, things like that, like websites about the hauntings at the castle. Deanna, the owner, um, she had said that shortly after moving in, she was alone in the great hall and she was reading a book. When all of a sudden the hall was filled with the sounds of like a noisy cocktail party. Um, She heard people walking and dancing across the floor, the clinking of glasses and the mutter of conversation. She said it sounded like a hundred invisible people had suddenly appeared. Um, She said that she felt like an intruder, that it was their house and their party. She believed that they somehow felt her presence and it bugged them. I think we've all, we all know what that feeling is like when we've like wandered into something that we are like, oh wait, this isn't, you know, I'm not a part of this or whatever. Be it in a city we visited or like a part, maybe not a party, but I think we've all kind of had that feeling like we just sort of like got lost and took a wrong turn and we like ended up somewhere where that we just felt like we did not belong there. Right. Um, oh, oh, I don't belong here. I've got to turn around. Right, yeah. I mean, as gay people, you guys probably don't know what that's like, but trust me when I say it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. We have no idea. That <laughs> Danger Will Robinson thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. No, I know. I hope you never do. Um, <laughs> Thank you for your compassion. You're welcome. Yeah. Thoughts could've and prayers. <laughs> Could have put the sarcasm font on that. <laughs> I sent you all my thoughts and prayers. Okay. So anyway, um, she said that it was like they were real and she was the ghost, which I thought was a fascinating and also quite on point description of that kind of a moment for somebody. You know what I mean? Where you're like, I don't belong here. And like they were real and she was the ghost. I thought it was really cool. Um She said that it disturbed and frightened her. And so she said, okay, you guys have fun. I'm going away now. And she left the room and the noises continued. They were like, the party continued on. We got permission. Right. (laughs) Or like, if so, she was recording an EVP, they would have been like, 
Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, except that at the hospital when Archie was there, they were hiding. And yeah, yeah, like there was, they were making. They wanted me to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, But it means the difference, right? They were like, yeah, fine. I mean, kind of like you stumble into a party you're not invited to and everyone's like, who is that? What are you doing here? And like kind of staring daggers at you and you're like, all right, my bad. And then they're like, okay. Um, (laughs) So then she also had mentioned, or she had described rather a vortex in the great hall. And I think, Archie, I think Stanley hotel has the same thing, like a a paranormal vortex, sort of like a revolving. I think so. Okay. So this place has the same thing. It appeared one night on the grand staircase. This one, I guess, is a visual one, which I think is really crazy and cool. But she said this stairway, like most fixtures at Thornwood Castle, is several hundred years old. She saw several spirits come out of the vortex, but having previously had a near-death experience of her own, she did not investigate it for fear of being pulled to the other side. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. That would be a hell of an experience. Right? So other people have seen a man and a lady appear together on the grand staircase. The man is dressed in a leather outfit. Don't say anything, Archie. I'm all, I'm all, I'm, okay. Uh, Leather daddy, but Um, And some people have reported that they smelled a hint of old leather. Some described the gown the woman is wearing as an empire-style dress with a very high waist. She also wears a garland in her hair. So I can't quite place the time that that couple would have been from. (laughs) Laura's looking highly confused. She's like, that sounds... Maybe that's what I should go as for this Halloween instead of Magnum P.I. <laughs> right? I'm all leather daddy with a garland. I don't know. It sounds very complicated. But <clears throat> I mean, I have I mean, all the Magnum P.I. stuff here in my dresser. I don't. <laughs> listen, don't make fun of my super fun outfits. Um, <laughs> Angelique, you're right. They're very loud. <laughs> listen, my lesbian fashion sense is on point and it might be a little bit loud but it's very fun and also (laughs) it's okay guys we'll post the picture of her shorts on the social (laughs) bingo square (laughs) listen it goes with my shoes um but maybe it's what i'm talking about the couple is maybe it's a costume party because we thought about that like a early 1800s like costume party like kind of like a wild west thing it almost they just appeared on the stairs though Listen, I'm just trying to figure out how that fits. It's a vortex. I just told you how it fits. It doesn't, whatever. I mean. I believe in the vortex. Like, I can get behind, like, people from the same time period. Like, who's coming through next? Like, Shakespeare? Like, what is happening? Like. Did you read my notes? Yes, I'm just saying. No, I'm serious. Shakespeare's the next one. Came out of the vortex. (laughs) It's an Elizabethan castle broke down brick by brick and shipped. All right. Why is that? I'm kidding. It wasn't Shakespeare. Anyway. <laughs> I'm like, fine. Let it be Shakespeare. Let's go. Where <laughs> art thou, Shakespeare? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to find a vortex and I'm going to push you through it one day. Would you please? 
But I need to be dressed up first. Could we do that first? Magnum PI all the way. <laughs> Ready to go. Basically, she wants me to push her to Hawaii. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, what's his name? Higgins? 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 I don't know. <laughs> like, you know what's so funny is like half my cousins are named Higgins. <laughs> like the Mitchells and Higgins. Sorry, Higgins family members. Um, <laughs> Mitchells and the remember. Higgins. It sounds like you know the Hatfields and the McCoys. <laughs> like it just sounds like this, you know. All right, sorry. It's just a bunch yeah, of Irish people. Further, further, <laughs> further north, richer people. Uh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Right. So, as I mentioned before, most of the, like, <clears throat> light is a big deal at this castle, apparently. Um, and the ghosts don't like too much light. Um, <laughs> most of the lighting at Thornwood Castle comes from small candle-shaped lamps that are actually mounted on the walls, um, which I think is lovely. And I would love to have that in my house. When my mother wakes up, I'll ask her if we can redo all the lighting in the house to just have candles, sticks. It's actually like light, but it looks like candlesticks. I think that would be fun. No, they have light bulbs like that now. But I think that's what she means. Like, they look like candles. No, but like the like actual, sconces. like, yes. Like, like wall sconces. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I want. That you can put the candle flicker light bulbs. And in. just as a side note, is there a gayer word than sconces? I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we can debate. Well, did you say wall sconce? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said, is there a gayer word than sconces? Oh, oh yeah, butt sex. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I take I take mine back. His I said scones. His is better. Go with his. <laughs> Archie wins. <laughs> I mean, you walked into that one. I totally did. I did. You did. So. Um, at one point, a guest, so when you, it's kind of like, I can't contain my thoughts. They're like all like a jumble, but sorry. I hate when I talk like Ross and it takes me like, I don't know what, an hour <laughs> to get out a sentence. Are you thinking about paleontology right now? <laughs> you're like the jurassic period is not the same thing that's what the put in the movies <laughs> no that was really just for jennifer but right. um archie it's it's like at it, the jerome grand where people can like they have that big huge notebook in the lobby where people can oh, write where people their, can sign the guest yeah. books yeah yeah, yeah. that's guest so cool. books and they can like write what their paranormal experiences were this place has mm-hmm. a similar thing so one guest had written that they watched the arms on a lamp swing so hard on their own which again the arms on a lamp i'm not sure like this lamp is on an arm i don't like the pieces off the main thing or just the whole lamp? Well, if it was the whole lamp, then why is there one more than one? You know what? Let's not, yeah, yeah. Let's not deconstruct it. But the lamp was, <laughs> it was swinging. Go on. Yeah. Um, that 
So she's swinging like a lamp. Oh my God. We do need to be on YouTube. You're right. Everybody's right. <laughs> He's his own little like gay luminaire over there. He is. Be my guest. Be my guest. <laughs> so apparently the arms on Lumiere swung so hard on their own that the light globes on either arm collided and broke. Whoa. What? Yeah. Strangely, when the globes shattered, the glass did not fly around. Instead, it fell straight down on the ground in a perfect pile under the lamp. That's considerate. If you ask me. That's some gay shit right there. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, that's how I'd break it. (laughs) Or it was a facilities manager that was the lamp. Right. It's like, well, let's clean up. This will make cleanup a breeze. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, a breeze. That's what we need for cleanup. Somebody get a breeze in here. Just blow it out the window. Okay. So another person said that when they visited Thornwood Castle, they were talking in a side parlor. Apparently this place has multiple parlors. Mm. Um. Well, yeah, it's got 52 fucking rooms. <laughs> okay, so there's probably a couple of parlors. Um, during the conversation, they noticed that one of the light fixtures was not working. Sure enough, the light bulb was unscrewed just enough to turn it off. <laughs> this person writes, I'm reasonably certain that it was lit when we walked in. The owner, Deanna, believed that this was Mr. Thorne's way of getting people's attention, and he certainly got mine. So I was like, what is this owner, like, this guy's hard on for the light? Hmm. Maybe he's, like, light sensitive. Maybe he doesn't like it. Maybe he's a vampire. Oh, my God. That's what's missing from this story. (laughs) (laughs) The castle's not from England. It's from Transylvania. (gasps) (gasps) Henry VIII was a vampire. It was originally from Transylvania. They moved it over, and then they moved it over again. It's it's a Tudor-style castle. Well, hey. We've cracked the code <laughs> that we just made up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm going to write a YA series about it. I'll be right back. I mean, we are basically <laughs> drunk history, and we have lost all credibility and all our listeners. Mm. Anyway, if you're still listening, other <laughs> phenomena are... <laughs> the sound of glass and china breaking, although no actual broken objects are found, so it's the considerate ghost, Archie, who's just making a fuss... But there's no substance to the fuss. Gotta make myself known. (laughs) Um, Light globes found shattered, so somebody is going behind you and ruining your reputation. That whore. I know. Laura, you whore. Um, It probably is Laura. She's like, look at him thinking. Don't call me by my full name. (laughs) (laughs) Laura, you whore, Ackerman. (laughs) Right. Uh, movements and displacements of small objects, apparitions, cold breezes, music, whispering voices, and footsteps, the sensations of being touched, especially on the shoulder from behind. Don't love that. Not Mm -hmm. a fan of that. I used to have data guy in high school that would do that. He would be like, tap me like over here. And then like, I turn and he'd be like, hi. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Yeah. No, that means we're going to get, Punched. Strange shots of light, which that seems kind of interesting. See, I, I would like. Do they to say anything about that? 
No, it just says strange shots of light. So I don't know if that's like you see just like a trajectory of light in your periph mm-hmm. or I'm not really sure. Hmm. I would like um, to something like that. Like a shooting star? What do you think it is? I Strange shots of light. I don't know. Um, apparitions of men and women dressed in Elizabethan garb and sometimes smelling of oil of leather coming through the huge oak doors into the grand room. So what Laura wants to be for Halloween. Pretty much. I'm wondering if that was like, I mean, like people who tend to, like, if you're thinking about the Victorian style part of it, like, are those people that like tended the horses or those, you know, people from coming from the stables or something like tied to the... Well, the people to stables wouldn't be going to these parties. No, but I mean, walking through the castle or something, you know, like. True. Arch, that's a point. Say, in the Probably open. relegated to the tunnels under the castle. Yeah, generally. Hmm. I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to place it all. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I do love the smell of a good Western shop. That leather. I love the smell of that. I think that's amazing. Um, both of you are looking at me in this knowing look, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I like, yeah, kind of kind of figured that about you. Payson <laughs> is my hometown. Hello, I come from a family of cowboys. Mm-hmm. I'm not making this any better. Anyway. <clears throat> <laughs> Ghostly forms in the gardens. Archie, those gardens that you talked about in such amazing detail that are stunning, and I kind of want my backyard to be one. Um, along with the sensation of the presence of angels and fairies. Hmm. Which, n- no, no, not gay fairies. <laughs> well, that's where the smell of the leather is coming So, yeah, no, not fairies, Archie. Fairies, like, elementals. So, what was that? Lemp, Lemp Castle. Lemp Castle. Lemp mm. in Ireland. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. So really more along those lines of fairies. Um, that one had Elmo. Was that, was that the one that had Elmo, the elemental? No, that was um, uh, the, the episode for Trinity, Mansfield Prison. That had Elmo, the elemental. Yep. Yes. Um, which we need to go to. So maybe we just do a quick jaunt to Ohio while you're here. I'll I'll pass for now. <laughs> I mean, Ohio's actually not a quick jaunt from here, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so the owner, Deanna, she feels that Thornwood enjoys spiritual protection. And I'm going to get more into that in a minute because I love this part of the Native American injection that... this place has whereas most places are like it's on a native american burial ground and it's cursed oh see i love this has a better this has a better yeah i i love when you love the native american influence on these stories yes yes um i'm not as i'm not offended by it as i am with most of them (laughs) but anyway So she feels that Thornwood enjoys a spiritual protection and that it helps to impart a healing and restorative energy to people who stay there, Um, which is actually, again, love this sentence, a complete opposite of the evil image portrayed in Rose Red. Mm. 
Where in Rose Red, Arch, the house is like the main character. So it's sort yeah. of Laura. Rose Red is sort of a, a culmination of um, the house on Haunted Hill and a number of different, um, like, I think, did you guys? So recently Netflix has gotten into the haunted house genre with The Haunting of Hill House. Um, yeah, yeah, I've seen some of those. The Haunting of Blind Manor. Mm-hmm. Where the house is a character. Exactly. Like a big character, like the main character. Like the main character, yeah. So in Rose Red, Rose Red, the house, is the main character. Um, But Native American laborers, and he did, he did hire Native American laborers to help build the house. So the the laborers who worked on the original construction planted wishbone stick charms around the property to protect the land against evil spirits. And I, I that's another reason why I love this episode is because we haven't ever really covered anything that has been protected by the Native Americans. It's always just been cursed by them because we're petty in our <clears throat> afterlife. That's true. Yeah. So, um, sorry if that was snarky. We're petty in our afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it. You have um, you have every right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's like so the antithesis of the whole. Absolutely. Like yes. everything about the Native American culture. Exactly. So um, some of these charms have been found throughout the property and they are still there today, which I think is amazing because it's had five owners. So I think it's fascinating that these owners have respected and loved the property enough that they've kept these wishbone stick charms these charms yeah Uh uh-huh yeah so ghostly activity is most pronounced at dawn and especially at dusk when the place takes on what the owner describes as a brigadoon like atmosphere now do you guys know what brigadoon is was that like castle-y don't like this is like on a tv show it is. Yes, you're right. Yes. Apparently, Brigadoon is a movie slash musical about a magical village in the Scottish Highlands. There you go. And it's not a real place, but <laughs> it's this musical slash movie about this magical village that only appears mm-hmm. for one day every 100 years. Mm-hmm. And of course, these bumbling American tourists stumble upon Brigadoon and the one guy falls in love with the girl who lives in Brigadoon, who only shows up every 100. I was like, so it actually sounds like something I'd really enjoy. <laughs> I think I might want to watch this movie. Right. It sounds unless, like a love life. I don't know what's happening. I mean, I don't. Unless like the girl is Cameron Diaz and the guy is Will Ferrell, in which case it's gone before it starts. But uh, well, there's a Star Trek DS9 episode based entirely upon that legend. Really? Yeah, and that's that's all I'm going to say about it. Please, carry I feel. It. I mean, I feel like <laughs> there should probably be a Doctor Who about it, and there might be, but I didn't start watching Doctor Who until the revamp, right? Recently, hmm. so anyway, so again. The guest books that the guests have been given to comment contain numerous accounts of apparent ghostly encounters, most of them since 2002, which is really interesting, and it will circle back to that, too. But most common phenomena are flickering lights. Again, you know, he had an obsession with, you know, it's far too bright in here. Uh, <laughs> 
objects being moved about, mysterious footsteps, rattling doors, you know, the standards. Um, Windows opening of their own volition, um, vague voices, malfunctions of electronic equipment, such as cameras, tape recorders, cell phones, and pagers. Pagers. Ah, the good old pager. I know, right? I was like, how old is the article? (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, most of them since 2002. So pagers were still in the 1900s. And the sense of being watched by unseen presences. Ironically, the bedroom known as the Rose Red Room, which was decorated especially for the movie, mm-hmm. is actually one of the least active, which I thought was fascinating. Um, yes, especially because the filming was actually plagued with paranormal activity. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. yeah. So, again, Thorne's um, ghost haunts the house and the grounds. His bedroom um, was on the second level of the house and is considered the second most active room in the house. So, again, Archie's ideal marriage. Everybody's got separate bedrooms, and apparently they're on separate floors. So that's even better, right? Whoa, even fucking better. Even fucking better. (laughs) I don't have to hear that snore. I I mean, yeah. Also, the doors are probably pretty thick, even if you were like right next door. And also, ten feet of like foundation, like, like the walls were pretty thick. The walls are so thick. Um, <laughs> so apparently, this is the room where Thorn died in, and his ghost comes through the door, walks past the bed, and disappears into the bathroom. Guess I found objects in the bathroom rearranged and the toilet seat left up. So fuck off, dude. Just like a man. <laughs> Just like a man. The bedroom is actually known as the money room. Thorn. No, no, stop, both of you. Stop. Tell me less. Archie is like all those snort laps. Oh, oh 900 bingo cards of snort laps. Between that and those walls are so thick, you could advertise them in Grindr. Go on. It's known as the money room because Thornwood lore holds that if people who have financial trouble sleep in his room, Thorn's ghost will come to their aid and help bring a turnaround in their luck. Um, let's talk about a deaf girl. That sounded terrible. It really doesn't sound good. <laughs> it doesn't. At all. And what I'm about to follow it up with is not great either. So, um, so one of the ghosts haunts her large bedroom down the hall from uh, Chester Thorne's room. Um, mm-hmm. This room is popular with brides and wedding parties. <laughs> so this particular ghost contracted scarlet fever at age 16 and she lost some of her hearing. And I guess she had to wear a hearing aid that was actually noticeably large because of course for the time, like, you know, those things were like, mm-hmm. well, sort of the headphones we're currently wearing. Um, <laughs> she was a shy girl and she was embarrassed by it, obviously. Uh, she So she didn't participate in many of um, the social events at the castle. Instead, she would sit on the settee. Oh, I want a settee. Just uh, the settee of her bedroom bay window, watching the lawn, lawn parties below. Apparently, um, 
Guests in the bedroom that stay there now catch a glimpse of a ghostly girl sitting looking out the window. Her demeanor is sad and wistful. Dark shadows have also been glimpsed by the bay window, Hmm. which I think is fascinating and also horribly sad and tragic. So according to one diary entry, guests staying in the room heard the piano dance downstairs in the grand room playing in the early morning hours. Sorry, Arch, I know you don't love that idea. Like the whole idea, you're like, "Mm, no. Um, As well as the sounds of someone pacing in the upstairs all evening and into the early morning hours. Yeah, I hate that too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would freak me out. (laughs) Don't love it. So if this room is not occupied, guests in other rooms sometimes hear noises emanating from it at night. Male and female voices talking, doors opening and closing, and the sounds of heavy furniture being moved about, which isn't that like the Stanley Hotel? Like, don't they hear, like on the fourth floor, they hear furniture being moved around, but that's attic space? Was that? Sounds familiar. I think we need to revisit that episode because I feel like that was one of those things where they like would hear furniture being moved around, but the fourth floor was like it. You know what might be interesting Hmm. is revisiting the episode. The very first episode? While staying at the Stanley Hotel. Then we could actually know what we're fucking talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That might be fun. Yeah, that that might make us kind of legitimate. I think that would, that would be kind of scary. I mean, of all the three of us, I'd be like, I don't know, I'm a little scared about that, but I like it. Let's talk about it. All right. No, obviously yeah. not right now. Anyway, um, <laughs> so basically we all agree. Nobody likes the idea of somebody pacing in the upstairs evening into the early morning hours. Oh, no. Um, no. Yeah, I think the moving furniture thing bothers me way less. I'm like, redecorate all you want. <laughs> Don't pace around like you're very upset and you want to kill somebody. Right. And also, I'm not a fan. Everybody knows that I don't, the idea of somebody watching me sleep. Mm-mm. Mm, creeps. So in addition to furniture being moved about, everything is in its place if the room is inspected by housekeeping the next day, although drawers in the armoire have been found pulled open. All right, that sounds innocuous enough Mm -hmm. um however directly across the hall from this room is the grand view room and it is the site of frequent activity a woman's voice hums a song soap disappears from the bathroom archie don't say a word and a candle mysteriously falls from its holder laura don't say a word either um (laughs) i'm not saying anything i'm just laughing you're saying ha 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 (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like a really fun room that's all i say. <laughs> <laughs> i think i want to book it um i think i know why these things are happening but go on <laughs> i have an <laughs> i have an explanation i am the skeptic and uh none of it's paranormal right. um <laughs> guess alarm clocks have gone off in the middle of the night uh that's kind of a bitch most oh, that's terrible. That's awful. <laughs> Most strange is a ghostly servant who once organized a guest's shoes and folded his socks over them. Weird. I used to have a roommate that we would pass out drunk and she was super organized. We used to have beautiful parties. I, 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 and I then everybody is going. 
she would take, like, we would all wake up in the morning and she would organize all our stuff. It was actually, she was the best roommate ever, by the way. She would like, you'd wake up after passing out and all your stuff would be super organized. Like everyone's shoes would be by the door, all organized. Anything like you randomly left anywhere, she would put all your stuff like, but it was also a little bit disconcerting when you're waking up from a fog of like, <laughs> right? Like, I went to bed in a garbage and land and now, <laughs> right? And now everything is properly in its place. Oh, no. God. don't love it. So good. Anyway, there is a male associated with this ghost, and this male haunts the downstairs in the grand room. The apparition has been reported for the last 50 years making it perhaps the oldest ghost on the property? Hmm. Arch. Huh. Early 1900s? 1908 to 1911 was when yeah. it was built. Mm -hmm. So he's been reported for at least 50 years. Now this article, granted, was in early 2000. So... It might be sensationalizing it. Or it might be the daughters, because um, she owned the house as well, and she was living in the house until she died. So it might actually be from the daughters' era, don't you think? Maybe it's possible. Okay. Um, anyway, beneath the grand staircase is a bathroom and a linen closet. A ghostly man in a brown suit comes out of the bathroom crosses the ground room, goes into the dining room, and disappears out the glass doors to the patio. The daughter, married twice, endured an unhappy and tragic first marriage. She caught her first husband in the bathroom linen closet molesting their daughter. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I don't bring the fun, guys. <laughs> Jesus. Um, enraged, she got a gun and shot him in the eye. Good the shot. Her. Well, the shot did not kill him. They were divorced. However, the ghost is believed to be Anna's second husband based on eyewitness descriptions matched to old photographs. Hmm. Ah, took you two on a turn, didn't I? <laughs> I didn't even indicate that was coming. No, good for you. Now we're sad on the inside. Go on. Go on. <laughs> um, another of the older ghosts at Thornwood is based on lore that a child drowned in the lake. Um, witnessed by the mother from the window of one of the rooms, ghostly screams are reported to be heard. So that story that I told earlier about the little child in the lake, you run to the lake, the child's gone. Mm -hmm. it, the minute I saw the word lore, I was like, mm, can't count it. I can't count it as an actual phenomenon. Do, 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 do. There it is. There's my boy. I knew it. It's been a while. It has been, been a while. <laughs> um, so now on the third floor, the gold room has haunting activity, including a, the smell of lavender. <clears throat> and <laughs> I can't stand lavender. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, the smell of lavender and poltergeist movements of toiletries, especially women's articles. So Laura, watch your britches. Um, Apparently, Laura's like, I don't wear britches. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, I do, but go on. <laughs> no, for the groupies, you don't. Laura doesn't wear britches. <laughs> All right, for the groupies, I don't. You're right. They don't, yeah. For the groupies, she doesn't wear britches. Um, 
apparitions of men and women have been seen. In particular, the ghost of a sad looking woman who wears her hair up on her head. That might be me. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I mean, look at look at how my son drew me in the logo. <laughs> he has like a sad looking woman with my hair on my head. Like, oh no, that's not fair. Oh, you don't look sad. Your hair is up though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna start wearing my hair down in my face like cousin it. Um <laughs> promises, promises. I mean, it's too short for that right now, but anyway. Um, according to Deanne Robinson, the owner, the room is one of the most spiritually protected rooms in the house and has the presence of angels and fairies like Lemp Mansion, not Gay Archie. <clears throat> what? <laughs> well, I said angels and fairies and you were like, I'm right here. Um, <laughs> I nicked my microphone. I'm sorry. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So now down the hall from the gold room is the billiard room. Footsteps have been heard coming up the staircase and entering the billiard room. Don't love that either. Uh, staircases, haunted mansions, footsteps. I mean, they're everywhere. It mm -hmm. happens in Stanley Hotel, Myrtle's Plantation, this place. I mean, where else, Arch? We've covered a lot of the Driscoll mm -hmm. has footsteps. Um What's the, what's the one hotel I really want us all to go to? Uh, it's in Arkansas. Uh, the Crescent Hotel. Mm. Yes. That has a lot of um, body parts in it. And by that, I mean um, phantom body parts. So it's like like mm. shoes walking upstairs. <laughs> they don't true. have a body. It's torsos in the morgue. Um yeah, so I, thought, I thought maybe you were going to bring up the Congress Plaza Hotel in Chicago. <gasps> yes, we got to go there, too. Mm. We got to go there, too. A lot of body parts there, too. <laughs> um, I hate that entirely. But at the same time, I'm like, I got to see it from with I got I have to see it with my own eyes. Anyway. Um, so apparently footsteps have been heard coming up the staircase, entering the billiard room, followed by the sounds of someone playing billiards. Upon inspection, the room is found to be empty and the pool cues are laying on the billiard table as if never used. So Deanna Robinson, again, the owner, she's the main one that like the main owner that's been going public with what happens at this house. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. castle. Mm -hmm. My bad. She allowed the Washington State Ghost Society to conduct an investigation at Thornwood. The group did not witness any visual apparitions, but did capture electric voice phenomena, also known as EVPs. Um, also, if you don't know what electronic voice phenomena boils down to, then you're not a true fan of the show. Um, because I actually explain them in every episode. Um, they captured an EVP of a man singing in the kitchen. Which I thought was wow. kind of lovely. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, again, not great, guys. So oh. lower, lower the expectations of my next <laughs> story. Uh, yeah. They bring it way down. The Thorns' son-in-law shot himself in the gun room of the castle. Look at oh. Archie's face. I love Archie's so... I can't wait for you to because Archie's so... <laughs> Animated. Expressive. Yeah. He's very expressive, yeah. Um, and that ghost has made appearances too. 
Uh, while many of the sightings can be scary or startling, the apparition in the castle seems to be calm and playful. Hmm. I need to see this apparition because I don't, I can't quite reconcile the death with the calm, playful haunting. But anyway. I, I, I can't either. You're like, I don't actually want to. A lot of people that kill, kill themselves are just really sad. It doesn't mean that they were always sad. You know, maybe it's, no, just, that's that's maybe it's just his better self, you know, like when he was happier. Maybe that's true. Yeah. Um, a wedding that was um, photographed on the grounds and in the castle, the photographer and wait, hold on. <laughs> I can't read my own notes at a wedding shot on the grounds and in the castle. A photographer and his wife. Okay, right. So the photographer brought his wife. I was like, wait a minute. The photographer and the wife? Wait, what is happening here? <laughs> Sorry. Um, at a wedding shot on the grounds in the castle, a photographer and his wife saw floating orbs while trying to take pictures of a newly married couple having their first dance at the reception. The wife had experience with sightings before, and she actually asked the spirits to dance elsewhere. Instantly, the orbs disappeared from the viewfinder. Wow, that's pretty cool. I love that. Do they have these pictures like available, or probably? But I didn't because I'm a bad podcaster. I didn't bother to look them up. Oh, okay. All right, good to know. Okay, <laughs> good to know what kind of a caliber show I'm on. All right. Um, <laughs> sorry, Laura. I should have told you before. Actually, if you'd listened to all the episodes, you would have fucking known. This is really on you. <laughs> I knew. Just sometimes you look stuff up. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes I do. <laughs> yeah. Also, I did my nose about this time last night. And right. so. It's kind of a grab bag around here. Like <laughs> It's a grab bag. Really, it is. <laughs> so apparently the only startling, scary report from a guest who says that at 3.33 a.m., uh, his locked room door began to open and slam repeatedly. Laura, I feel like that would be a different experience that you had at the Driscoll. <laughs> yes. If your locked room is- door <laughs> opened and shut repeatedly. Right. And so the people just trying to come in. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, after four slams, the ghost ceased its violent activity. This guest also reported that he left the haunted mansion. He developed the pictures from his stay in the castle, and the film showed full apparitions in them during the time of the door phenomenon. Wow. Yes. There it is. Um, so again, uh, Rose Red, the miniseries by Stephen King, was filmed there. This location was chosen simply because it just sort of fit the narrative and the vision that Stephen King had for this short story that he had written. Now, several of the scenes of the miniseries were filmed at Thornwood, and the crew found the filming didn't actually go that easily, possibly due to the hauntings there. Uh, was it Crescent Hotel, Arch, that there were a, a couple of movies and things filmed at the Crescent Hotel where the cast and the crew were like, we need to get the hell out of here because it's insane. It was a, um, 
it was a, a another mini series. I feel like with Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, a couple, a couple of them. Yeah, I can't remember quite which ones, but I feel like it was a Sybil Shepherd was involved in something. I I can't recall. We were she was on the best, best show ever, Moonlighting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I did love that show, yes. Um, another great classic from the 1900s. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> Keeping um, it coming. Yes. So um, workers reported that their tools would go missing. Sometimes they'd find them again. Other times they wouldn't. Uh, there were odd power outages in oper- inopportune times, like when they were filming. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, doors opened and closed on their own, sometimes interfering with filming certain scenes. So I love the whole idea. I can absolutely see it. Um, now, this is an uh, from an article that they interviewed the mother of the owner of the castle. And this woman's name was Gigi or Gigi, depending on what part of the country you hail from. Uh, She says that a woman has been known to, or seen to sit on the window seat and can usually be seen by glancing at said window seat in the mirror's reflection. The third floor closet, one guest was rummaging through the closet when she felt someone behind her. It turned out to be a man in old style clothing with his hands on his hips, as if to imply she should not be there. When the guest looked back up, look, looked back up, he was gone. There is a hall of mirrors. Now it's probably not the same as a Versailles hall of mirrors, but um, there is a carpet runner that moves to the right of the hallway. Even if it's recentered and no one has been there, it still migrates to back to being off center, which I feel like Archie would be like, stop it. I put that there for a reason. In the sewing room, footsteps have been heard outside the door, but nobody was there. Lights have actually seen have actually been seen to unscrew themselves from the sources. Oh. Um, a white-haired girl has been seen to go into the office, but then is not there when the door was opened. An employee named Beth who was working there said that a man in gray has been seen in the music room. Um, Another employee got an unusual feeling in the Hall of Mirrors and in the Lord Byron suite, which I want a house that has a Lord Byron suite. So this individual admits feeling like they did not belong in the Lord Byron suite. They also experimented... um, with, a, with that runner in the Hall of Mirrors by moving it halfway into the center of the hallway. Um, and he did say that it did not move back while they were staying there. So, hmm. yeah, that was a little nugget for the skeptic Laura. Uh, well, I was going to say maybe it's like the floor is off and, you know, it gradually slides down. might not be. Do you honestly think a 10-foot foundation was off kilter? Um, it just depends. Mm. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And it depends on what floor it is too, because it could be the subflooring. It doesn't necessarily have to be the foundation. You're both wrong. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there is a story in the journals about a woman and her daughter insulting one of the paintings hanging in the castle by insinuating that the girl in one of the paintings was ugly. I say this for the, I say this for the la- for last. She and her daughter immediately felt the need to apologize to the painting. 
Damn right. Uh-huh. Later, when they were walking down the stairs, the mother slipped right as she approached the picture and fell down. The daughter laughed, and as she continued down the stairs, also slipped, but managed to catch herself. They both blamed the picture. I'm sorry. If you walk by my picture and you tell me I'm ugly, yeah, bitches, I'm going to push your cow yep. asses down the stairs. <laughs> Damn fucking right. Exactly. <laughs> so that is what I have on the hauntings of Thornwood Castle. But, Arch, you know me, and I do love a good fun fact. Oh, so I do yeah. have a few of them. Oh, um, Yay. Uh, so there have been a number of films filmed at Thornwood Castle, most notably Stephen King's Rose Red, which was done in 2002. And the fun fact is this was his first project after his accident. Are you guys oh, familiar oh, with his wow. accident? Yeah. Nice. Yes. Um, so yes, Stephen King had been run over by a car and suffered life-threatening injuries. And this was his first project after he recovered from those. It almost killed him. Oh God. Yeah, it was amazing. That's terrible. I thought Kathy Bates got him, but I'm glad that it was just- Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no. She was in the other side of the country. It, it wasn't her. Oh, um <laughs> Uh, Ridley Pearson, as you mentioned, Arch, Ridley Pearson's The Diary of Ellen Rimbauer was the following year. It was the prequel to Rose Red. Um, and it tells the story of how the Rose Red mansion became haunted 100 years prior to the events. Um, as Archie also mentioned, which launched on my tirade of how I hate Cameron Diaz and Will Ferrell, who were not in the movie with Daniel Day-Lewis, <laughs> but... The exterior of Thornwood Castle makes an appearance in the Oscar award-winning film There Will Be Blood, starring Daniel Day-Lewis. And way back in 1927, a movie called The Eyes of the Totem. It was a silent movie that was actually lost for over 80 years before being rediscovered in 2015. The film features exterior shots of Thornwood Castle in 1927. Chester Thorne was an investor in the film's production company, H.C. Weaver Studios, based in Tacoma. Did you know that, Archie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were nodding your head, and I was like, he let me have that one. <laughs> anyway, um, I wanted to talk, and in my fun facts, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the native wishbone sticks. So Chester Thorne did hire a number of Native American laborers to help construct Thornwood Estate between 1907 and 1911. Following their traditions, these Native American workers cut and hung numerous, quote, wishbone sticks, which that's not what they call them. That's what the, like, the owners just kind of called them over the years. Um, but they hung these charms around the foundation walls in the basement during construction. So the current owners in their tradition, these help protect evil spirits. Um, they, no, 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 I'm sorry. Let me back up. They don't protect the evil spirits. They protect from evil spirits. <laughs> I've had too many red balls. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very important distinction. <laughs> it is a very important distinction. So, in the tradition, these help protect from evil spirits and bring good fortune to the house in the future, as well as provide protection to the workers. So the owners 
said that they are the fifth owners of Thornwood. None of the previous owners had touched, had before them have touched them, instead leaving them in their original place, and they were going to as well. So no one's ever touched them. So in 2004, the owners actually had a Native American couple, Raina and Bob Bearclaw, as guests um, during the last week in October 2004. So apparently, once this couple heard about these wishbone sticks, they offered to perform a smudging ceremony to renew or recharge these original wishbone sticks. So what they, the couple, Raina and Bob Bearclaw said at the time was, quote, white sage and cedar are burned and the smoke is then fanned over the object with eagle and hawk feathers. This is to cleanse, purify, and bless objects, homes, and people. It works to lift and dispel negativity and darkness, similar to lifting a burr off of an animal's fur. In the same manner, we as humans sometimes allow and engage depression, negative thoughts, despair, and the, and the weight of daily rigor to stick to us and weigh us down. This ceremony helps us to actively dislodge these encumbrances and frees us to once again allow the positive forces and light to renew our spirit. Wasn't that nice? I love that. I love that because I feel like there's so much of daily life that does bog us down and it does get in our fur like a burr in you know in our spiritual fur like we just gotta kind of pick it off and then like once we do then we can you know yeah. i loved it i really did love it um you know that's that's good it just i feel like that resonates with so many of us like you know what i mean if you're gonna put a physicality on depression or whatever that's pretty accurate you know what i mean thank uh, yeah yeah okay so the last fun fact I have is that U.S. presidents have actually stayed at Thornwood. They were Theodore Roosevelt, who, who doesn't love a good Teddy Roosevelt. Mm. Um, he stayed at Thornwood for about two weeks, and then U.S. President William Howard Taft stayed for three days. And Arch, didn't William Howard Taft surface in one of our hotels, the Congress Plaza, maybe? No, at least, at least not this one. Yeah, it was another one. I think it was... <laughs> I think it was Congress Plaza. One of the ones that like had a lot of president. It was Congress Plaza, I believe. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Congress yeah. Plaza has been. They had a ton of presidents. Oh, yeah. They've been the second White House several times. Yeah, they really have. They really have. Um, so anyway, that's the end of my fun facts. And of course, you know, I always do know before you go. It is located at 8601 North Thorn Lane, Southwest Lakewood, Washington, 98498. You can call them for reservations at 253-584-4393. Now, the rates vary per room. Uh, and they're quite expensive. They range from $300 to $470, no, $300 to $475 per night, Monday through Thursday, to $325 to $500 per night, month, Friday through Sunday. Now, you can also book them on thornwoodcastle.com. So it is on my bucket list, but it's a little far down on my bucket list because they're a little pricey and... Um, 
But, you know, me and a, a good Stephen King hotel. Um, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's Thornwood Castle, guys. So what do you think? Do you think that this is a, uh, uh, a haunted house that um, a good home cradles you? Or do you think that it is one of the scarier houses that um, thinks you're a bad dream, like tries to expel you? What do oh, you guys no. think of Thornwood? I think there's so much varied activity. Like, yeah. I think it would really depend. Um, n- none of it really seems too too malicious to me, but there's so much going on there. I mean, I think it would be really hard to say one way or another unless you were, you know, had a real direct um, experience. Yeah. Because they don't seem to be really stories like good or bad, really, you know, too much. It just kind of seems like they're just there and there's just a lot going on yeah. to me. Arch, what about you? I I totally agree. I mean, it would be a great place to visit, someplace nice to see. Do you think it's scary and ominous, or do you feel like it's more like a cradling kind of happy apparition? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not feeling any fear or anything from it. I think it might be a nice, happy place to visit. I think so. I think it might have those little like um, annoyances, like the lights and Mm. the pacing, like, but I feel like it's more Stanley Hotel than it is, say, LaLaurie Mansion. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of the hauntings there are like experience kind of hauntings, like people kind of going about doing the things that they did when they were living. So residual, residual haunts. Yeah, Yeah. residual haunts. Not like, you know, they're not really, seem like they're messing with people too much or even really interacting too much with them. Yeah, I think so. There's not a lot of that. It's just a lot of... Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so yeah, that's that's Thornwood, guys. We hope you really enjoyed it. We hope you've seen Rose Red. At least I do. Um, I mean, Archie and I do. Uh, we've both seen it uh, <laughs> we're passing judgment down on Laura um, it's, yeah. take it's a number fine. I mean um, <laughs> Archie's snort laughing for the masses in this one um, anyway guys we love you we hope you enjoyed this episode if you have been to Thornwood Castle let us know if you have you know, opinions about any of the um, crazy gay shit we've talked about, let us know. Do you <laughs> want to wear leather and smell like an oiled, leathered guy? What do you think about Laura being Magnum P.I. for Halloween? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> if you if you have, you know, issue with me hating Cameron Diaz and Will Ferrell, please let us know. We're, we're fine with it. Um, <laughs> In the meantime, guys, I usually pan it off to you, but tonight I'm going to let everybody know where they can find us. You can find us everywhere you get your favorite podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, you name it, we are there. We have hoard ourselves out to everyone. Um, you can also follow us on all of our social media. Our handle is at H-O-A-H podcast. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now the tiktok so follow us on the tiktok laura and i have personal pages on the tiktok at h-o-a-h carrie and at 
H-O-A-H co-host Laura. Uh, I was like, good, at least one of us knows it. (laughs) 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 I'm not even positive. This is why we call it the TikTok because we're too old to even be on it. Exactly. Anyway, Archie doesn't have a TikTok, um, but he might be a little. But we put him on ours, so don't worry. Oh, yeah. I mean, you'll still find him. Yeah, um, he's there. He's oh, there. He's on the that. TikTok. He's on the TikTok. <laughs> oh, he's quite popular on the TikTok. <laughs> if you haven't seen his rump shaker video, you need to see it. Um, God. We need more views for that. Anyway, there, aren't we, words. there are not <laughs> words. As always, guys, we love you. Stay safe out there because you never know who or what is listening. There we go. Yay. Thank you. Bye, guys. We will see you next week. Have a great night. Bye. Thank you.